Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the ability to articulate the heart of God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who we rely on to lead us and guide us into all truth. So as I step back, I thank you for the anointing to teach, preach, and exhort to your people. Most of all, Father, I pray that your word will go down deep in our hearts and that, Father, we will let it sink down so deep that we'll manifest that word in 36 and even 100 fold in our lives. And we will be careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory for manifestation in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week we started a new series called Daring Faith. Just look at your neighbor and ask him, do you have daring faith? And, and I'm calling it Daring Faith because I'm daring you to trust God. I'm daring you to stand on his word. I'm daring you to be patient, to watch the manifestation of his promises come true, true in your life. I'm daring you to stand boldly and stand firm-footed to say, I believe, I receive. I'm Look at your neighbor and say, he's daring you already. And this whole thing, this series is designed to help you understand and utilize your faith. Living by faith is one of the most powerful things we can do. And faith helps us to please God. Faith helps us to access the promises of God. And faith helps us to live an overcoming life. 1 John 5, 4 says this, For whosoever is born of God, overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So God has given us the ability to believe Him, faith, so that we can overcome anything in our lives. So if you have your Bibles, find Romans chapter 10, Romans 10, and then we're going to look in verse 17, Romans 10, 17. Now I'm going to do a small review. I need my three men lined up right over here in just a minute. Uh, I'm going to do a small review, and then we're going to jump into this morning's lesson. In Romans 10, 17, it says this, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing how? By the word of God. And last week we learned from that verse that faith is designed to come if something or someone calls it. In other words, it says faith comes by hearing so in order for faith to come somebody's got to call it something has to happen and so we said you can use words of faith or you can call words of doubt it's just up to you now let me just explain something to you now in in Romans 10 17 it says faith cometh by hearing say hearing that word hearing, and you may want to write this down, when you look it up, the definition means what you have heard from preaching, from rumors, or reports. He is saying faith cometh by hearing preaching, or rumors, or reports. So that, you know what that says to me? That says to me that I have to be very careful about what I hear. 
Because watch this. If I hear a rumor that is not biblically based or true, then I'm, guess what? I'm absorbing a lie. And anytime you absorb a lie, it makes the word of God in your life of none effect. And preach, or people wonder why the word is not working in their life. It's because they believe more lies and rumors than they have the word. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Everybody has, you know, uh, in fact, if you, if you just look up tw- uh, Matthew 24, 6, it says this. And you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. The word rumors there is that same word uh, in uh, Romans 10, 17. Now, check this out. Hearing the word of God causes faith to come. So last week I did an illustration. I had two people and one was doubt and one was faith. Now this week, I'm going to show you something different. Watch this now. Let's go back and look in Romans chapter 10. If you'll put it back up there on the board, Romans chapter 10. Now, I want you to be very careful about what we read this time. It says, so then, what's the next word? Faith cometh, how? By hearing, and then hearing by what? Okay, so... I am going to be the Word of God, okay? Now, because I'm the Word of God, God's Word just told me that if I, the Word, is spoken, who is supposed to come? Faith. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to confess that, that verse that I gave you for the offering. That God, you said that if I give, it shall be given unto me. Good pre- measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto my bosom. Faith started coming. Now, it says, faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, there's something else that follows faith. And this is what most of us don't know. Go back, faith, and I'm going to show you this. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles over to Hebrews chapter 11. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. Because hearing the word of God causes faith to come. When faith comes, watch this now. When we hear the word, promises come. Okay, so faith comes when we hear the word, but there is somebody or something that follows faith. It's promises. I'll show you what it means. Hebrews chapter 11, look at verse 32. It says, all of God's promises must be received by faith. I'm going to read it. It says, and what shall we say? For the time shall fail me to talk about Gideon, to talk about Barak, to talk about Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and under all the prophets. Verse 33. Who through faith, these people subdued kingdoms. And through faith, they wrought righteousness. But also through faith, what else did they do? Okay, so watch this now. When the word is spoken, who comes? Come on, faith. But then it says that in order for us to obtain the promises, it says now that when faith comes, the promise comes. Okay, now. Most of us, that's how we see it. And so, that's how we expect it. But the problem is, there is something between faith and the promise. The Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience receive the promise. In other words, there is a time zone between the two. Come on up here now. You're going to be faith and patience. Because you look very faith and very patient. Come on, you're going to stand right up here, right in the middle. Don't he just look like he can't never get mad? Now, as long as I 
am speaking the word. And this is why the enemy wants you to say anything other than the word. He wants you to live by how you feel. Girl, I'm so tired right now. My feet hurt. My bunions are killing me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Faith can't come for that. You know what's coming? What you just said. If you notice when you talk about your symptoms, they get worse. So I'm supposed to speak faith. When faith comes, there's a possibility that I'm going to have to stand in patience. And see, this is where the enemy fights a lot of believers right here. Because they get tired of this. Because all we want is this. And see, I have discovered more believers want the promise instead of the promise keeper. See, you can't want the promise more than you want God. Because that means you're pimping him. Give my, big, my three uh, guys a big hand. Thank you, guys. Faith, which means to be persuaded. Say persuaded. Say assured. Say to have conviction of the truth. That's the definition that we've had of, of faith. And see, you can pursue God's promises for your life in one or two ways. You can pursue the promises by faith or you can pursue the promises by the flesh. Everybody say, by faith or by the flesh. I want you to remember this about Abraham. That's what Abraham did. Remember, God promised him a son. Okay? Abraham, like most of us, got impatient and decided to have a son on his own. It was his, his name was uh, Ishmael. God called that the son of the flesh. In other words, he went and made his own blessing. That's when you marry people that you just want to marry. That's when you just want to take a job. You ain't prayed about that job. That's why now you're looking for another one. Because God didn't even tell you to get that one. Hello. So you can obtain the promise by the flesh or you can obtain the promise by faith. Then he had to wait on God for Isaac to come. And so what I want to do now is show you that promises from God can come several ways. In other words, when God makes a promise to us, these promises are going to come in, in different ways. And so I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. The first way that God's promises should really prevail in our life is through being word-fed. Everybody say word-fed. In other words, what I'm saying is God will put a promise in your heart from reading the Bible. Most people don't read the Bible. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So watch this. God's primary way of putting some promises in your heart is when you're reading the Bible. That's how I ended up in uh, sales years ago. My wife and I, we moved back from Jamaica. We got married, came up here, and I said, Lord, what you want me to do? Because I didn't know if I was going to go back into corporate America. I didn't know if I was going to start a business. I didn't know. And the Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So I said, what do you want me to do? And I was reading the story about a lady. And uh, she, was, she had run out of money. And she asked the prophet what, I, what her to do. He said, listen, go, get out, go borrow some pots and start pouring oil in them. And then when the oil stops running, go and sell the oil and then pay your debt and live off the rest. When I read that, the word sell jumped off the page. He says, I want you to sell cars. 
I don't want to sell cars. How many in here have sold cars before? Let me see your hand. How many don't like buying cars because of the process? Let me see your hand. See? So I had all of y'all hating on me when I, you know, I came into the dealership. But, you know, but, but when I read it, I knew that promise, boom, was for me. Everybody say word fed. Then promises may come through being spirit-led. Say spirit-led. That's when the Holy Spirit would deposit a desire or a promise in your heart. Like when I went out and uh, I was part of a church, we went to do some mission work. When we did the mission work, we did it in Jamaica. In Jamaica, we stayed at this school called Caribbean Christ for the Nations. And while I was there at that school just doing some mission work, the Spirit of God just says, I want you to go to school here. Well, how many know I didn't go on the mission trip to be told that I'm going to go to school in Jamaica? Now, it was the grace of God because, you know, it takes the grace of God to take two years with the cold showers. They don't have hot water in Jamaica. They don't have washers and dryers. They didn't at this school. Some people have. Some people with money have washers and dryers. They had a washer, but they didn't have a dryer. Now, I'm from America. You know, in the project, what you do, you wash your clothes, you put them on the clothesline, right? Okay, they had a clothesline at the school. So I washed all my clothes in the washing machine. And then when they came out of the washing machine, what do you think I did? Where did I put them? I put them on a the clothesline. So all of my drawers, <laughs> blue and red and yellow and all the colors, was, I just had them hanging, you know. I, 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 I didn't think it was no big deal. And, and my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, she was like, why do you have your underwear hanging outside in the yard for everybody to see it? I really never paid attention, but now I saw that all of my roommates would wash their drawers by hand and let them dry in the shower. They didn't believe in hanging their drawers out. <laughs> Nobody wasn't going to steal them or I wouldn't know who they was. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everybody say, Spirit led. Then promises come through being prophetically said. Say prophetically said. And this is when a promise for your life is proclaimed or confirmed, watch this now, through a proven prophetic person. You, you just can't follow somebody because they say, yeah, 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 I, I see money coming in the mailbox. Well, you know, money might come in the mailbox, but you know, you, you can't live by just money coming in the mailbox. How many know bills come in the mailbox too? But, but like years ago, my wife and I were sitting in a meeting, and this guy just stops, and he says, hey, uh, you, you, you stand up, come stand right up here. And he started prophesying, and one of the things he says, I see your face on billboards. That's what he said to me. I see your face on billboards. And at the time, I was selling cars, and I thought, ooh, I'm on a dealership. <laughs> Evans Cars and Dealerships, come see us. How many know that wasn't it? Didn't think it was going to be me pastoring a church. But it was prophetically said, here's the fourth one is desire fed. Say desire fed. And then this is when you and I desire something based upon a generic promise in God's word. In other words, the Bible says what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And so never, ever, ever allow somebody to frown down on your desire. 
Now just make sure your desires match God's word. I know somebody right now, years ago, they told me that God told them that they were going to marry one of the guys that was, I think, from the group New Edition or something like that. I knew God didn't say that. Let, let me tell you how I know God didn't say that. First of all, that guy wouldn't date her. She wasn't his type. I knew that from not even knowing him. So I'm thinking, she is not this brother's type. God is going to have to hypnotize this brother <laughs> for him to even look at her. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not calling her ugly. I'm just saying she was special. Come on, we all know some special people. Come on now. She was special. I was like, so, but I didn't say nothing. She didn't ask me, so I didn't say nothing. How many know that was eight years ago and she still ain't married him? She ain't gonna marry him. And if I see her today and she asks me, I'm gonna tell her, you ain't gonna marry him. Why waste your believing on something God don't want? Do you know your flesh and your spirit are so close together? The Bible says the soul and the spirit are close together. And only the word can divide the two. So sometimes that desire you want, I know you, look, there was a lady uh, that goes to Pastor Joel Osteen's church. And she was uh, dating a guy. And uh, they had been dated for like three years or whatever. And they were, getting, they were engaged. And then all of a sudden, you know, things didn't work out and they broke up. So she would come down for prayer every Sunday, and they would pray, God help her, God restore this relationship, God make this thing work. And, and you know, they did that for like three months, and then finally they didn't see her no more come down for prayer. She didn't come to church no more. Well, about three years passed by, and he sees, Pastor Joe sees her in the lobby, and uh, notices that she's with a different guy, and they have a little kid together handsome man, beautiful baby. And while Pastor Joel was talking to her, her husband walks off. He says, Pastor Joel, I'm so happy God did not answer our prayer because the man that I was waiting for and standing on and wanting to have has already been divorced two times since he's married. She could have been number three because sometimes what you think you want ain't what you need. See, I, I dare you, I dare you to give your desire to God and say, God, if this is not what you want, I don't want it. Amen. Everybody say, desire fed. Now, <clears throat> all of God's promises have timelines and seasons. Say timelines and seasons. See, the reason I'm telling some of you all this is because God is getting ready to do some things in your life and you're going to have to discern if this is God or is this just good. Because just because it's good does not necessarily mean that it's God. Amen. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, you don't have to turn there. This is what it says. It says, to everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. In Galatians chapter 4, go to Galatians 4. Go to Galatians 4 quickly. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. All of God's promises have seasons and times. And you, I know some of y'all are sitting right here saying, but pastor, I've been waiting five seasons. Maybe it's season number six and you don't know it. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing because in due season, say due season. Okay, can I give you a word? If you ain't have it by now, it ain't due season. 
If you don't have it, your due season is not here. Now, some of us, we can delay our due season. Do you know you can delay your due season by walking in and out of faith in the flesh? See, some of y'all ain't found the right man because you keep dating the wrong man. Uh-oh. See, I just switched like that. I was like, whoa, what, what? He was doing fine. And then he's talking about my dating life. And I just love this man. He ain't saved. You shouldn't love him. Well, she ain't saved either. Well, why don't I just get on the brothers too? How many single brothers we have in here? Let me see your hand. If you're a single brother, one single brother, two single brothers. <laughs> two and a half single brothers. He was doing his hand like this, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you got to be able to say no to Mrs. Wrong. She might be fine. She might look good. She might have a great job, but she might not be God at all. Just look at your neighbor and say, no. In fact, some of y'all need to practice right now. I got one minute to practice. We're going to practice on no right now, okay? Here's how you're going to do it. May I have your phone number? Can I come to church with you? Can we go out together? Can I at least just come over and watch a movie? <laughs> Somebody put an H on that one. Hey, no. <laughs> I heard in somebody's mind like. <laughs> Say no. Watch this, Galatians chapter 4. I'm going to read it in the message translation. This is what it says. But when the time arrived that was set by God, say set by God, that was set by God the Father, God sent his son born among us of a woman. Notice it says, when the time arrived and was set by the Father. In other words, when it was the right time, God sent Jesus. When it's the right time, God's going to send them. When the right time's going to come, God's going to open that door. Can you say amen? amen? So let me end this by just giving you some challenges. Uh, because, see, there are some signals. Say signals. I, I want to give you some signals to help you see when you're walking in the flesh. Because most of us, we don't know we're walking in the flesh. How many know walking in the flesh means that you have now stepped out of allowing God to be in control and you have just decided, I'm going to be in control? Okay, so, so uh, you know, the Bible says that God said he would prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You know, so instead of allowing God to prepare the table, we just cuss him out. I ain't waiting on no table. I'm, I don't even want him in my house. I'm just going to cuss him out. No, no, no. That's the flesh. So here's some signals that you are pursuing the promises by the flesh. You can't wait. It's now or never. If you are in a hurry, God's normally not in a hurry. If you are in a hurry, I got to do it now. I got to do it now. They told me now. I got to sign these papers. I got to sign these papers. I got to sign these papers. They told me they did. that car's going to be gone when you come back. Look, you know how many cars that they make alike? Got to sign that paper. Got to sign that paper. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. 
If it's in a rush, most of the time it's, it's not God. Here's another one. When you and I are desiring to do only what makes sense to us, it don't make sense to nobody else. And see, let me just say this. God is going to confirm his will through other people. Did you know that when Jesus, when God sent Jesus, he confirmed who Jesus was through John the Baptist? He said, John, there's going to become a person to you, and he's going to come, and, and he, you know, he, the dove's going to come down on him and stay on him. God confirmed who Jesus was to John. Well, why wouldn't God confirm something very important to you? If you're the only one that believes that this is the right man for you, I'm talking to some people today. See, and now let me just talk to the married couples. You know, because as soon as you leave, the Bible says when the, when the word comes, the Satan comes immediately. Go to Mark chapter 4. I'm just going to skip the rest of my little examples. Go to Mark chapter 4. This is, I've been stewing on this verse. And I might as well just interrupt my whole lesson on this verse. Mark chapter 4. See, I find that people don't receive the promises because... When the word is coming, they're not in position to hear it. Watch this now. And then when they do hear it, the enemy's smart. He just, he just takes it out of their heart. Mark chapter 4. Watch this now. Now, I'm going to read this parable. We, we've heard the parable. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately, say immediately, it sprung up. And because it did not have a lot of earth, but when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And watch this, it yielded forth no fruit. And others fell on what kind of ground? good ground and it did yield forth fruit that sprang up and increased and both brought forth 30 60 and 100 fold so then Jesus decided let me explain that parable in verse 13 watch this he says don't you know the parable verse 14 the sower sows the what so right now I'm sowing I'm sowing word here I'm sowing word here I'm sowing word here I'm sowing word here I'm sowing the word well, let's see what's happening because there are several things happening in this room. Some of the seed of the word that I'm sowing today is falling by the wayside. This is where the word is sown. But when the person who heard the word, Satan comes when? Immediately and takes away the what? Word that was sown in his heart. How many of you know that it is God's will for you to stay married? If the devil is telling you, I don't want to be married no more, how many know that is the devil? There are only two reasons why a person should be divorced. Number one, they should be divorced if there is abuse. Or number two, there is adultery. And even then, that's something you got to allow, allow God to work out. But, but I'm saying those are the reasons. You just can't get divorced because you got mad yesterday. 
I'm tired of him talking to his baby. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm tired of him taking the, talking to his baby's mama. He got to walk out of the room. Well, maybe he want to have a private conversation. So well, I want him to be in the room. Well, well, well if you, maybe if you just would bring your attitude down. Because the way you're coming at him as if he's saying stuff wrong. What you doing talking to him? You know what you're saying? Uh-huh. What you doing? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know what you're saying. Come on in here. How many, how many married and uh, their husband got a baby daddy? Let me see your hand. Anybody baby daddy? Ain't nobody going to raise their hand like. <laughs> or baby mama, I should say that. Sorry. <laughs> Some people have baby daddies these days too. <laughs> The devil will plague you with thoughts on divorce until you have decided that divorce is not an option. It's not an option. Until he knows it's not an option, he's going to keep preparing that table before you. See, it's not even an option. I don't care. My wife, she can go and spend all the money we got. I'm going to just be broken mad. Broken man. Y'all gonna see me, hey, pass up, hey! <laughs> Satan came immediately, stole that word. And these are likewise they which sown on stony ground, who when they heard the word immediately, they received it with gladness. But they don't have root in themselves, and so they'll do it for a while. When affliction, watch this now, or persecution arises. For the word's sake, they become offended. So watch this. If you ever get offended, you became offended because of one or two things. Affliction or persecution has happened. And so what happens is you got believers and they become offended. And we get offended over stuff we shouldn't even be offended over. Come to church and somebody took your spot. You ain't got no name on a parking space. Somebody took my spot. They know, see, that's Brother Leroy's car. He parks next to me every Sunday, though, but this time he took my parking space. Then you see Brother Leroy in the church. No, 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 no. It says he comes because we are offended. Watch this now. And then those are those who fall among thorns. And these are the ones that people hear the word. And then the cares of this world, my bills, my kids, my cardinals, my work, my boss, my, my spouse. It says, and watch this, and then the deceitfulness of riches, riches and the lust of other things. Watch this now. They enter in, what happens to the word? Chokes the word and what happens? The word becomes unfruitful. At the end of the day, it's about the word. Well, let me tell you why it's about the word. Because remember, three things happen when the word comes. When I'm the word, when the word starts coming, who's going to come first? Faith's going to come. And then the Bible says through faith and patience we receive the promise. There's some time that comes. And then after the time, then guess what's going to happen? A promise comes. But you know what? That will not happen if the word in me is taken before I can begin to get it out of me. If the word gets in me, it's got to come out. So now, 
who are you talking to? I'm back to next week again. Because see, some of y'all still didn't do it from last week. I said, who you calling? Who you calling? Who you calling? See, some of y'all calling your mama. You run out of money coming short. You're seeing this coming short. Mama, mama. Touch your neighbor and say, he's coming down your street in a minute. Come on, touch him. Touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him. Touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him. Some of these married folks ain't touching each other. <laughs> oh, I'm on your street this morning. No, no, no. Who are you calling? What are you saying? What has come out of your mouth on purpose this week that God can use to come to pass in your life? What have you said this week that was faith-based that God can use and the Word can use and the Spirit of God can use to bring into your life? Did you open your mouth this week and begin to declare some things that you want to see happen in your life? Call yourself married. See, here's what we do. It says, call those things that be not as though they were. And so that ain't what we do. What we do is we call what we see. I ain't going to never get married. Well, that's not calling those things that be not as though they were. That's calling it as it is. How does God see you? Father, I thank you that my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that I'm married because your word said, what things soever I desire, when I pray, believe I receive them, and I shall have them. So, Lord, thank you for my spouse in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you because I know things are tough on the job, but you said you would make me the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And see, while you talking, faith is coming. And the next thing you know, when faith comes on you, manifestation is on the way. Right there at your seats. Father, in Jesus' name, every word that has been spoken today, I pray it, it has inspired them, it has encouraged them, it has instructed them, it has changed them. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the gospel that has been preached has reached every heart. It has reached every mind. And it has reached every life. And I thank you for making that word applicable to everyone who's hearing. And I thank you in advance that they're going to start calling some things. They're going to call their healing. They're going to call their wealth in. They're going to call, Father, that the best for them is yet to come. They're going to call that spouse in. They're going to call that husband and that wife in. They're going to call that job in. They're going to call, Father, blessings in. They're going to call favor in. They're going to call faith in. They're going to call it in. And as they do, I declare manifestation in their life. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've never, never made Jesus Christ the Lord.